1: Recruiters, reduce your cost per candidate by about 50% with CareerBuilder. We connect you to qualified, diverse candidates at every stage of the hiring funnel. CareerBuilder Talent Acquisition Suite. Software packed with talent. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit.
2: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek C. Paula with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower. We're getting ready for the Philadelphia Eagles, a 10-2 NFC East leading Philadelphia Eagles. Take on our 9-3 Rams this Sunday at 125 Pacific Time on Fox. It's Game of the Week. Norm, how you feeling?
3: I'm feeling pretty good. I Surprisingly, it's a little bit different for me than it was you know, when I was looking at the Saints game, I had a really bad feeling about the Saints game, but yet the Rams went in and did what they needed to do to win the game. And so I'm having, I have a little more confidence this week against the Eagles. Also seeing how they played against uh, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, I, I think we've got a good shot at winning this game.
2: You know, and I feel differently. I feel nervous about it. The Rams' practice schedule has been disrupted a bit this week. The Eagles are going to come down. They're going to be angry. Their schedule is not being disrupted, even though they're practicing down in Anaheim. It is a concern for me uh, on a couple of different matchup levels as well. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about where this is going. I'm, ner- I'm nervous that now the pressure is on because Seattle won. I believe the Rams have to win Sunday night to stay ahead of Seattle. They're going to need that extra game in hand as a tiebreaker because, you know, next week is Seattle. We're going on to see them play in Seattle. So, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about where this game is going. I'm nervous about what it means, and honestly, because we're not used to really being in this situation this late in the year, I'm nervous about how this team is going to show up on Sunday. Did you hear today? I don't know if you saw it. I know you've been busy working today. Did you see that Fox is throwing this big party? They're they're doing the whole ESPN game day thing out there. They're bringing the whole studio out there.
3: Did you see that? Yeah, I I heard about that, And that's exciting. And, you know, this because Seattle won last week, it's really kind of turned this in almost to a playoff-type game. The Rams, I agree, need to win this game. They need to make a statement that Seattle isn't the top team in the the NFC West. And if they go out and they blow it and they don't win this game, I think that's exactly the message they're sending is Seattle's the top and we're number two. And we don't want that to happen. So – it's an important game. Uh, the media is making it an important game as well. And uh, this is where we're going to find out what the Rams are made of for sure.
2: Yes, I think you nail on the head. It's, it's what you're made of kind of game. It's a what you are made of challenge for the Rams. And I'm, I, don't get me wrong, I'm excited. I'm excited that this kind of game is on the Rams schedule this late in the year, that if finally we're seeing a highlight from this team, I'm still nervous. Before we move on and actually get into the situation with the Rams and and the fires and so on and so forth, we just want to ask you, I don't know if you've you've realized it, but we had a contest going for iTunes and also for our Facebook page. You can see the rules on our website at ramstalk.net forward uh, forward slash contest. Also, though, you can see a pinned post on our Facebook page that will give you all the instructions. But really what it comes down to for us is if you like our show, if you like what we do, please head on over to iTunes. Give us a review. We appreciate those five-star ones, especially. If you like what we do, please, that five-star review really helps us out. And if you ever have any feedback for us, we love our feedback. We love to interact with you. We want to know how to make this podcast better. Or if you really want to tell us how to do a job we're doing, you can email us at talk 1945 at gmail.com. Okay, so in the news, Norm, the situation right now is you have those fires starting to get, down towards the Thousand Oaks area, there's been talk that the Rams could actually have to practice at USC this week, even the small rumors that the game could be moved. How much of a distraction do you think this will be for the Rams heading into this game?
3: Well, considering that uh, the Rams went through a move from another state last year, I don't think it's going to be that big a deal this year, to be honest with you. Sure, there's going to be some inconveniences and stuff, but when it, when a team has a chance to watch more film, to do more studying, uh, to do more walkthroughs, to get better physically because they're not out there, you know, hitting each other as much, I don't really think it's going to affect them as much as you might think. Uh, I, at least I'm hoping not. You know, they're a professional team; they're supposed to be able to adapt, and I think they'll adapt fine.
2: You see that? I guess it's the the paranoid, pessimistic fan of me that remembers all those years that we were expecting them to be a professional team on the field and they weren't. And a lot of those players are still there. They're still a very young team. And they have not been in the situation before. I mean, not this like the season. Not not by a long shot. So I get what you're saying and, and a part of me agrees and a part of me is still this is trying to get out of that mold that this is not the four and twelve Los Angeles Rams or the six and nine and one or what seven nine or you know, we're you know what I'm talking about, Rams that were used to folding under pressure and acting like a bunch of knuckleheads and not being focused and so on and so forth. It's a concern for me. It's a big fear for me that in the end, on the national stage, this team will fall flat. I gotta shake that, I guess, is this is not the same team, it's not the same coaching staff. But the circumstances are a little difficult. But yeah I, this is you
3: know, geez. This, this team's been through a lot, though, this year. They went to London. They practiced in Florida. They've traveled really well. They've done everything they needed to do. So I really don't think there's as much pressure on them in this case. They are at home, even though it's inconvenient. They are at home. And, and I really I think you're probably weighing into it more. And I understand your pessimism towards it. Uh, I normally would have that, too. But as well as this team's adapted to adversity this year with you know being out of town and traveling and and as many days they've been on the road just being at home regardless of the practice situation i think they're going to be fine well them being at home
2: that brings a whole other aspect to it is the the thought they could be going to a silent count on sunday that's the concern silent count in your whole field because we don't know how many eagles fans are going to be there i'm i'm hoping that we won't see a repeat of what we saw when they played the Chargers a few weeks ago. It won't be. They're definitely going to have more Rams fans there. But, man, that's in the back of my mind that, I guess, I know, I know, sky is falling. Sky is falling. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Chicken little, sky is falling. But it is a concern. Yeah, and I don't want my – it would be a little embarrassing, to be honest, if the Rams had to go to a silent count
3: on their home field. Yeah, the old Derek's back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The old Derek, I guess, is back. But you know what? When we look a little bit deeper, when we look at the actual numbers, there is reason to be excited. So that side of me is there, and I get that, but the numbers between these two teams are are close. So let's talk about that real quick, though. Before we do that, let's go ahead and give a shout-out to our sponsor out there at Golden Ram Barbershop at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California, nine two six eight three Sal Martinez runs the shop. He's the guy that kept the door open when the Rams left. His shop opened up for all those Rams fans to come in there and get some haircuts, look at great memorabilia, get a great look at some jerseys and helmets, you name it. He's got it. Oh, again, did I say great haircut? Great haircut. His hours, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. He's closed on Sunday, folks. He's watching Rams football. Give him a call at seven one four eight nine four seven two six seven. Again that's seven one four eight nine four seven two six seven promo code RAMS talk. Make sure you tell him Rams talk. We sent you.
3: Okay. Well oh. we're gonna we're gonna try to go in there and get our hair cut uh, oh, yeah. uh on on the thirtieth of uh, December, the day before the 49ers game, right?
2: Are you gonna get, you know, Rams shaved into your head?
3: Well, I don't have enough hair to do that. He's just going to have to buzz cut me. But well, you know. come on, I can't. I can't go back and get in the classroom like no. that. People will oh. fire me. <laughs> no, but I figure I'd stop in there and get a haircut and say hi to Sal and and check it out myself in person. So I'm looking forward to that.
2: You know what? You can get a special haircut. Have him have him shave Rams into your chest hair. There you How go. About that one?
3: Well, I, that I could do. Okay. <laughs>
2: now I used to meet a bunch of people on podcast vomit. There we go. <laughs> All right. And, by the way, if you want to sponsor us, email us, Ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. We are getting a media kit together for you to, to let you know where we are. We would love to have you on board. Help us keep the lights on. And with that, let's look at the numbers. The L.A. Rams right now, fourth in overall total yards for offense, 11th in passing yards, 14th in rushing yards combined. They are very balanced. That was That's what takes them to fourth. Defensively, 15th total. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that, does it? Um, but they're ninth in passing yards allowed, and then the big concern for us is the rushing yards allowed. They're 27th, 27th in the league. Philadelphia, though, their numbers overall just to kind of give you a glance. They are 14th in passing, second in rushing yards per game total overall. They're third in the league, 398.4 yards a game. Defensively, they are at 225. A game that 16th in the pass. First, they are number one in the league against the rush at 68 yards per game. Total yards, third in the league. Okay, and the number that got me, Norm, the number that has me concerned, is that rushing yards allowed by the Rams compared to their rushing offense. That's part number one. That's concern number one. And so i I think it's I think we need to start this conversation with the trenches. How do the offensive and defensive lines of the Rams and the Eagles match up?
3: Well, I hate to keep going back to the New Orleans game, but you know, look at the rushing attack that they have and you know, with Ingram and, and Kamara. And I was really concerned about that. And what I, I think the numbers are deceiving when it comes to the Rams because they they seem to let a lot of large chunk yards happen, but overall when you look at play by play, they don't really give up that many yards rushing Overall, on each individual play, they just give up some bigger chunk plays, and they've managed to keep them out of the end zone. So it's, it hasn't hurt us as bad. So I think that stat's a little bit deceiving. Yes, I am concerned about it, and I don't want to see the Eagles running all over us. And I, I have a feeling first quarter they're probably going to get some yards on us, and then Phillips is going to make some adjustments, and second half will probably hold them you know, to a decent amount of a rush yards. So I think we'll do all right there. I really think that the key for us is our defensive line getting Wentz to the ground. And, you know, we're used to playing against a Russell Wilson type of of quarterback, so that, I think, gives us a little bit of an advantage compared to a team that doesn't get to do that very often. I don't expect us to put large numbers on the ground ourselves, and we haven't been anyways. You know, obviously we've been more of a pass-happy offense. Uh, I'd like to see them put some running plays in and try to get some yards on the ground because you've got to make our play action at least worthy of covering you know Gurley out of the backfield so
2: well, worthy of fear
3: yeah so i'm really not that concerned about it i think you know we've been <laughs> we talked about this in our last week's podcast we've been scoring points almost on accident i mean we got 30 points last week and we didn't look like we had an offense at all last week compared to what we've been doing in prior weeks so i I, I just feel like if they have a solid game at home, I think we'll be fine in the trenches. Obviously, Philly's got a, a great front four, and I think you know we're going to struggle against them for sure. But our offensive line is one of the only offensive lines in the league that's been healthy all year, knock on wood, where we haven't had any issues, so we've been playing together. And I, I really think overall, I think we'll do okay.
2: I think the key for the Rams early on in the trenches is, is establishing – at least for on defense, establishing those gaps, getting the A-gaps in there. And like you said, the pass rush as well. I think, though, what Philadelphia is going to do is they're going to try and establish that run early. They're going to try and get that pass rush back and off. And so what I'm expecting, what, what we need to see the Rams doing is shoot the gaps, making plays up front, and hopefully getting Philadelphia in a place where they're one-dimensional, which means on the opposite side, getting something out of our running game. Getting, you know, I know I know Philadelphia has won the league against the rush, I know that we have not been seeing the Rams put massive rushing yards up per game the last few weeks. But you know who's back this week? Malcolm Brown. And that gives the Rams a little bit of somebody to help buffer him. I think the Rams have been a little apprehensive to run as much because who do they have behind Todd Gurley? Do you know who they had?
3: Well, they had Dunbar, but he hasn't played much, and they have Tavon, who really hasn't done anything, so
2: done anything and, and that's another subject you know game on table on Austin. What we we can't go down that rabbit trail right now, but that what a huge disappointment that is. but now you have Malcolm Brown, who can, can spell girly a bit and can also provide this offense with a little bit of a you know a double whammy. I really like Malcolm Brown being back for this game. I think it does give the Rams a couple different opportunities to run the ball inside, pound out a little bit, but most importantly, use that running game, get a lead. If we want to minimize the Philadelphia running game, we have to get ours going, get a lead early, and make them pass, make them throw the ball.
3: Well, we've been scoring on just about every first drive so far this year, so that's good for us, and uh, honestly, my biggest concern right now is Ogletree. You know, is Alec Ogletree going to be back for the game, and is he going to be 100%? And... With uh, Mark Barron and Ogletree, you know, running sideline to sideline, I think we can keep uh, Carson Wentz under control. He's going to get his yards, just like Russell Wilson will. I, I just don't think he's as prolific as Wilson is at throwing the football while on the run. So I think if we can get him running around and chasing empty spots on the field to try to get away from our pass rush, I think we'll do all right. But that's my biggest concern: is is Ogletree going to be back and healthy?
2: Well, you could say that, but listening back to the Minnesota game, you know, Case Keenum, you know, he doesn't exactly have the world's most powerful arm. He's similar in terms of the way he runs, you know, to Carson Wentz. There's not much else that's similar, but he's similar in how he runs. And Keenum made plays. He made some things happen. And so I'm not so sure that just getting Wentz on the run is enough. I'm still very much in the feeling of if the Rams can step up their game. With the rush defense, they're going to be much better off. They can fill those gaps, in, and you're right. Ogletree has to play in this game. Ogletree is needed. This is a game where we need Mr. Alec Ogletree to play. They were able to survive a bit without him in the Cardinals game, but not this time. The Rams need him on the field.
3: Oh, for sure. Uh, if if he's not able to play, it's we're, we, we could be in some serious trouble. Serious.
2: And it's, it's funny to me, for all these, uh, for the last couple of years now, we've seen... Alec Ogletree faced a lot of criticism, a lot of criticism. And now, on a game like this, we can't help but say, we need number 52 on that field if we hope to see the Rams pull this off. He's that violent. He's, he's a different player. He's not your standard 3-4 linebacker who will do all the things a 3-4 linebacker does, but he makes plays. He kind of just is a little engine that could, and, well, he's not little. Geez, so Let me take that back. But he is the engine that could in that field. And so not having it out there against the Eagles makes me nervous. It makes me really nervous.
3: Yeah, that right now to me is the key to the matchup. If, if Ogletree's out there, I think we'll be all right. If he's not, I think we could be in big trouble.
2: Yeah, on the other side, though, there are some witnesses with Philly's roster. They weren't able to do much when Seattle got in their face a little bit, when Seattle roughed them up. Seattle pulled out the typical NFC West style of being physical with them, and they were not able to react well to that. They were not able to react well to the kind of crowd that Seattle had out there, which there aren't many home fields like Seattle, so I have to give them some credit, although I don't want to. There were some weaknesses. Oh, and the one thing I also want to mention for weaknesses for the Eagles is that their corners are okay. They're just okay, kind of like ours. Ours are just kind of okay. Okay. Their front four is what we have to worry about. Their front four on the defense is what will make or break them against the Rams on Sunday. And so if the Rams can make some plays, if they can give Goff some time, he's going to make some plays in the passing game. We're going to see some big gainers out there.
3: Yeah, I look for Sammy Watkins to actually have a big game. This will be the first time this year where I'm I'm going to say Watkins is going to maybe even have a two-touchdown game. Ooh, Yep, Goff is uh, – Goff has shown that he can be patient in the pocket. He's shown that he can stay in the pocket and step forward, which has really impressed me, and it's impressed a lot of other people as well. So if the Rams can can give him enough time, I don't think the corners for for Philly are going to be able to cover Sammy Watkins and, for that matter, Cooper Cup. And we don't know if Robert Woods is going to play, but same with him as well. So if we've got all three of those guys and and they can give Goff some time, uh, I look for some big plays. Uh, I, I would expect to see Sammy Watkins get one reception over 40 yards and a touchdown, and probably another one. I'm calling a two-touchdown game for him this time.
2: A two-touchdown game. You've heard it here. He makes his prediction. It's very rare for a norm to make a prediction, and sometimes he's right. We'll give him a little bit of credit. He's sometimes,
3: once in a while. Uh, about s- about 70%. I do pretty good. 70%. Oh, come
2: on. I'll go 60 I hope he's right well,
3: well, of course I you're gonna. Right. Of course, you always argue
2: with me. So, well, I got, I got, we have to have some kind of, you know, some witty banner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other uh, other weaknesses for the for Philadelphia that we saw in the Seattle game. What did you see besides what I what I brought up?
3: I think that they're not as physical as we are, and, and I think that showed up, you know, against Seattle. I think our front four on defense, Brockers and uh, Aaron Donald. I think those guys and Tyron Walker and they're physical dominant players, and I don't think they even saw that against Seattle. And so I don't know that they can match up with us as physically as they want to. And I think that's where I can see us having a close first half, but I can see the Rams wearing them down in the second half. And I don't normally say that because I don't really see the Rams as a physical team. But in the NFC West, we're we're about – Average when it comes to being physical, but the NFC West is a physical league. So when you take it out against somebody else, I really think you saw that against Seattle last week, is they just weren't used to being roughed up and and played so hard. And I think the Rams are going to be able to do that against them this week too. And I've always noticed that when teams play Seattle the next week, they always struggle because they're beat up. And I can see us beating them up a little bit more and continuing that. So. I think it's going to be a close game early, and I think the Rams are going to pull it out in the end. I mean, just because of the physicality that the Eagles are going to have to deal with.
2: You know, I, I want to, I guess I am going to argue with you a little bit, because I think you're probably a little a little bit wrong. Not much. I mean, you said you granted them some physicality. I think the Rams are a very physical football team. I think they are much more physical than most of the league thinks they are. Just look at how, you know, the Jaguars game, another physical team. They they outmuscle the Jaguars. Arizona. Arizona's got their issues, but they're very physical, and the Rams beat them up just as much as uh, they, they received it. The Rams are, to me, a very physical football team. I think that on occasion they lose a little focus. I think the first half of the Texans game we saw that. They weren't ready for clowning, and they weren't ready in, um, against the Vikings game. The Vikings, to me, are probably, tell me if you think I'm wrong, are probably the most physical team in the NFC. But overall, I think the Rams are very physical, and I think they will beat up a bit on the Eagles. It's just a question of how much can the Eagles control, to me, the rush defense for the Rams. It, it, it just goes back to that.
3: Yeah, I hear you. And, and I don't get me wrong, I think the Rams are a physical team. I just don't think they get as much credit as being physical as they are, just like you were saying. And I think that the fact that the Eagles played Seattle last week in Seattle, we all know, is a very physical team, and then they're going to come in and play us. This is their ga—this gaunt- is the Eagles' gauntlet at the end of the year. I, I don't think they expected that at the beginning of the year. I thought that they they probably thought that, you know, playing Seattle was going to be tough, but they probably wrote us off, um, which most teams did, including some of the people that have watched them and covered them for years. But now all of a sudden, you know, they're playing a 9-3 and three football team. They're playing a team that's on a pretty good roll, and – The Rams have some momentum. They've been playing some tough teams. You know, they beat New Orleans. And, uh, you know, as you said, Arizona's very physical. So I don't think Philly really knows what they're up against with the Rams. And seeing what Seattle did to them last week, I really think the Rams are going to have the advantage uh, when it comes to the physicality of the game.
2: Now, there is one other factor as well for me, and that is the Rams, to me, have not been the same as – they, well, they're not going to be. Let me phrase that. The Minnesota game, ha, since then we've seen a different football team. They have not been as, as explosive. they struggle more to make plays. They've had some issues in quarters. A great example of that would be the second quarter of the Cardinals game. It looks like they're still trying to find their way. And I'm wondering if they can get some of those issues solved before this Eagles game. I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to be as sloppy as we saw against the Cardinals. I'm wondering if they are going to make... Some of the fundamental mistakes they made in special teams, for example. I'm I'm hoping that they clean that up this week. But they have not been the same team since I'd say the Minnesota game. Am I wrong? Or am I just wandering somewhere?
3: Well, who did they play the week after Minnesota? The Saints. And they played pretty darn good.
2: They did, but they were, you, could, you could argue there were some moments of sloppiness there. Sure. How they were trying to tackle Kamara.
3: Well, and, and like everybody
2: La- struggles tackling Kamara. I get
3: that, <laughs> yeah. But last week, too, I mean, you know, against the Cardinals, look, we, you know, we put up 30 points, over 30 points on accident, so to speak. So <laughs> I, I really, I, I understand what you're saying. They, they, they still have their issues. And if, if the Rams can put all facets of the game together and come out and play solid football all the way around, I really don't think there's a team in the league right now that can beat them when they're playing top level in all three facets of the game they just haven't been able to put all three together yet. And this is their opportunity. This is a statement game. This is a game that we don't want to be second place to Seattle. We we want to go in and have, you know, a first round bye if possible. They never thought they were going to be in this position. And a lot of these players that are on this team are used to losing and now they're getting a taste of winning and I really think that they're going to pull it out. I, and I, I hate to say that because I was real pessimistic about the New Orleans game and they came out and won. So I feel like I need to be that way against the Eagles so they'll come out and win again. I don't want to be jinxing the team or anything, but I think they want it bad and they've got a taste of winning and they don't want to give it up. And I, I after seeing them get beat up against Seattle last week, I really think we have the, a chance to do the same.
2: Well, I think I bring enough pessimism for both of us this
3: week. Yeah. You know, because my, my flip side
2: is, that is, you know, the Eagles – they're going to come in, in my view, they're probably going to come up with a chip on their shoulder. They, they they did not play their best. They did not perform as to a level they're used to performing, and they did on a national stage. Everybody on that roster had a rough day that day. Even Peterson, uh, Coach Peterson out there, he didn't have his best game. It was just one of those days that the team wasn't right, and I'm expecting them to come down to California, beat up or not, and try and correct that. To me, right now, I see both. When I look at the Rams roster, it's you're right. They're not far from being that Super Bowl contender that we wish they've been all along. And but the Eagles are talented as well, and, and they're not a slouch. Their schedule is a little bit soft. We were talking about that earlier. It's a little soft, but they've manhandled who they play
3: up to this point, except for the teams that were over 500. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so, so they that... haven't
2: played a whole bunch of two and ten teams either.
3: No, they haven't. But They haven't really beaten many quality teams. And and I know that there was a big debate on Twitter about that, like we talked about and stuff. But they came in – and I don't – I think we're a better team than Seattle is right now. I agree. I do agree. And look what Seattle did to them. So I really think that we we have a shot at winning this game and going into Seattle. And that's going to be – you know, unless Seattle loses this weekend, if we win and they win – the next game is really for the division that's how i see it so this is a this is this game has a lot of weight on it and you know i'm hoping that our team can step up and and show us that they're ready to be a playoff contender and go in and beat philly and go to seattle and beat seattle and make a statement and get the first round by and you know if that all that happens boy <laughs> what a different feeling so i just don't think philly is as good as they they are on paper and I think Seattle proved that, and I think we have an opportunity to prove it again.
2: Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out real quick. We're getting close to the end here, folks. But we do want to mention another story that we we, should, we probably should have talked about earlier. And it's, I'm sorry to say we had a guest plan on um, the guys from Bleeding Green Radio were going to come on, Brandon Lee Gouton and in. They just were. We had to cancel last minute. We didn't have to cancel. Um, they had to cancel due to circumstances beyond their control and ours so we wish we could have had this conversation with them but Goff versus Wentz number one pick versus number two pick both quarterbacks have really taken off Wentz had a fine season last year he's even better this year and we have Jared Goff who well you know we I think you and I both consider Goff to be in his rookie year after that garbage he went through last year in in a middle school offense how do you see this Goff Wentz matchup? I'm hoping it's the first of many. and I'm sure many fans are.
3: Where do we begin? I, as much as I'd like to make it Goff versus Wentz, I, I really don't think it's that's what it is right now. I, I think it's a, a Rams a up and coming Rams team that's trying to put together, you know, a solid team all the way around, and a Philly team that Wentz has helped and and is trying to find their identity as well. So I really don't think it's it's as much Goff versus Wentz as, as, as it is Rams versus Eagles. But uh, we talked about this game. When we were picking games that we might want to go to this year, this was obviously one of those games because we called it the, the Goff-Wentz Bowl. And, <laughs> and, and I'm curious to see uh, how well they do match up against each other. But it's totally different situations, totally different – you know, even though they were drafted in the same year, one and two, the, the the way that it's all worked out is totally different. Like you said, Goff is is really in his first year at playing quarterback, and he's doing an ex- extremely good job. And Wentz has, has proved that he was worthy of a number two pick, and he's leading their team. So it, it'll be good to see, but I don't see it as much as Goff versus Wentz. I see it more as, you know, two teams trying to find their identity, and and we'll find out at the end of the game which team – has the uh, identity of a playoff team, and I'm really hoping it's the Rams.
2: Well, I'm not going to let you off the hook, though, because I remember a certain somebody who wrote, prior to the draft last year, that he preferred Carson Wentz over Jared Goff. <clears throat> His name is Norm. Okay, <laughs> So, Norm, please tell me, how are you feeling now? How are you feeling about having Jared Goff as your quarterback compared to back then saying, you know, Wentz was the guy I wish I would have had?
3: Well, I think Wentz would have done better in the Jeff Fisher offense because he can run for his life a lot better. That was, <laughs> that was one of the reasons why I yeah. thought Wentz might be our guy. And Went no, no take, I'm not taking anything away from Carson Wentz. He's a quality quarterback. He's probably going to be a franchise quarterback for years to come. And, uh, and I could see that in him early on. I could see that in Goff too, but. I just didn't see Goff coming in and playing well with Jeff Fisher, and obviously that didn't happen. And when the situation changed and when Sean McVay came in, then I felt a whole lot better about this whole deal. So, you know, I understand what you're saying. Yes, I had Wentz over Goff last year, and I think I did for the right reasons. However, with the circumstances changing and now having Sean McVay running the offense and and there to coach Goff up, uh, I'm really happy that we have Goff as our quarterback now.
2: And, and, and to be fair, I need mean, to be fair to to Norm. I'm giving him a bit of a hard time because he wrote the article. I agreed with him. At the time, I honestly believe like, you know, yes, the, the man for the job is probably Carson Wentz. However, I want to say this, and I want to be very clear on this. A year later, I changed my mind. And it's not because Goff is a better quarterback than Wentz. I think Goff is a better fit for this team. I think Goff has come in there and taken the, the job and become that leader that the Rams have been looking for at quarterback for a very long time. And I'm not trashing, by the way, any recent quarterbacks like Sam Bradford or anything like that. He's a better fit for as a California guy. He's a better fit for you know a team that needs him to be the kind of laid-back personality that he is. I really appreciate what he brings to the table as the quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams. So I guess that's the way I would, I would think would be the end, way to end the debate right there is to say as a fit, as a fit for this team, I think right now he's a better fit.
3: I, I don't care who he would have drafted at quarterback uh, last year. It wouldn't have mattered if it was, you know, <laughs> Joe Montana, for that matter, uh, with Jeff Fisher running our offense and coaching the team. So you know, with all the circumstances that changed, I agree 100%. Goff's our guy. He's a good fit for this team. He's a good fit for the offense. He's a good fit with Coach McVeigh. And uh, it, it turned out really well in the long run with hindsight being 2020.
2: Well, it, I think it turned out more than well. I think it turned out to be a godsend for this franchise. And I really appreciate the way that he stuck it out last year. A lot of quarterbacks go through what he went through his first year, and it wrecks them for their lives. Do you remember what David Carr went through? Oh, yeah. With the Texans? And, man, that guy got killed his first year. And I I honestly believe that his career was permanently scarred because of that first year or so with the Texans. And we'll never know if he could have been something this league. We'll never know. And that was my concern with Goff. But Goff came after this year. They got him help, they got him playmakers, they got him protection. And what we've seen from week one to now is a quarterback who's grown by leaps and bounds. He's making all throws, he's learning how to move on the run, he's learning how to make better reads. He still makes mistakes. He he tends to throw a couple of ducks here and there, and he does still tend to hold on the ball at times a little too long. But he's a young quarterback who I think two or three years from now especially, we could be talking about, one of the best in the league, if not sooner. So I'm happy with this pick, and I'm not going to look back on it. I'm not going to question it anymore. Jared Goff's the guy, and best of luck to Carson Wentz out there with the Eagles. I hope this becomes, the you know, like a, a Peyton Manning, Tom Brady kind of rival for the next 10, 15 years. That's what I think we'd all hope for. But uh, I'm, I'm in Jared Goff's camp on
3: this. I am too, and I think the biggest thing about Goff, I think the trait that really sets him apart, is he can go out and throw an interception and come back in the next play and blow it off and just go out there and, and, and do his thing and not worry about it. And with a, with a growing team and, and a new offense, you've got to have that kind of mentality, and I think that's why he's the perfect fit right now for this system. So I agree with you. I, I look forward to many years of great quarterback competitions.
2: All right. Well, it comes down to this. It comes down to the end of the show. This is where we're going to make our predictions. We're going to call it. And I guess we have to put ourselves out there. The last time we called a game together on the podcast, yours truly called it right. I called for the Saints to uh, lose the Rams. Mr. Norm took the L. Let's see if he can even things up with me. Norm, how are
3: you calling the game? Well, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. And I think the Rams are going to pull it out 38-31. And like I said, you're going to see uh, Sammy Watkins over 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns.
2: Okay, I am going to agree. I think in the end you convinced me a little bit. I'm going to be honest there. I think you shook me off my nerves. I don't think it will be as high scoring. I think that Philly's defense is too good. I'm going to go with the Rams 27-24. And I'm going to go with Todd Gurley with 125 total yards minimum. Sounds good. All right. So, with that, we've had our predictions out there. We do want to give one big shout-out again to our sponsor over at Golden Ram Barbershop. We want to also, again, invite you, please, for the love of all but good and holy, if you think we're doing a great job, go to iTunes. Give us that wonderful five-star review. Get entered into a contest to win a $50 gift certificate to NFLshop.com, paid for by us, we'll do that, and also let us know your feedback. Let us know that, you know, we're doing a good job, or if you think we're doing a crappy job, well, don't please don't put that in iTunes, but maybe email us, Ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. Again, we're sorry that our, our guests could not make it today, we were thrilled to have them on, and, and hopefully, we, maybe we can get them on for the postgame. So, we're Norm Hightower, this is Derek C. Paul, on our Rams Talk Radio, We'll see you Sunday. Adios.
0: Where else does history hang from the Raptors? and Brown throws it. Down. Where else is your own city home to your biggest rival? The battle of the lake is real, people. And 30 b is still in range. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history still in the making? Oh my Where else? The NBA only here. Season begins December
1: 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.